Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's topic and today's guest, people, I hope that you are comfortable. Our standout guest, Shannon Lewis, and I are going to talk about the ultimate test of leadership, which is change. And there is something, if there is something that we all know today, right, is that for the past few years, you know, change has been constant so now as a leader how do we adjust how do we adapt how do we ensure that we can still lead the vision and you know make an impact so our guest today shannon is an executive communications leader with more than 22 years of inter international experience london sydney and toronto in the advertising media and communication industries she has contributed to the success of global brands including bbc Microsoft, Unilever, much more, and even media brands. So, people, this conversation is going to be good. I hope you are ready. So, without further ado, please help me welcome welcome Shannon Lewis to the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast. Thank you so much. What a welcome. Um, and I see that someone is from Surrey, England. So, obviously, we're going to have to dive into the BBC later. <laughs> Ooh, see, yeah. yes, the beauty of this podcast. We have an international community as usual. Let us know where you are tuning in from. We have people from Europe, from the from North America, South America, from Africa, from, from Asia as well. The US, Robert is here as well. So thank you everyone for joining us. And as usual, please feel free to share your own insights, perspective, experience, and your questions. Okay, we are here for it. So, Shannon, you are a trailblazer, right? You wear oh. many hats. Oh, yes, you I are. Don't, I definitely <laughs> wear many hats, and the hats often change. I know. I know. <laughs> Every day. Sometimes multiple times a day, right? Uh, yeah, it depends on what my two children are doing at 5 a.m. in the morning, and <laughs> it also depends on what board meeting I have. Um, so it's always a bit of a juggle. Um, but as you said in the opening, I think what's tested us as female leaders, and you can attest to this, is change, especially during the pandemic and even, can you call it post-pandemic, in this kind of new uh, world that we're living in, change is the ultimate test. And yeah. that comes resilience, especially mm -hmm. for women. So I'm absolutely thrilled that you invited me here. Thank, Thank you. you. And, and I know your story, your experience will inspire many uh, many today. So you have built an international career, right? I feel like nothing can stop you. And that's great. We can feel your energy. And you are uh, you are enrolled and in, 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 you invest your time in uh, various initiatives, you know, to make an impact. And your leadership also has been uh, recognized uh, in 2021, uh, for example, as one and you have been recognized as one of the top 25 inspirational women in Canada by the Canadian SME magazine. That's correct? 
Yes. So Canadian SME is, for those who are international, it's basically um, an organization that recognizes small businesses, obviously in Canada. And like you, they've done a great job in building a platform. So thank you, because this is wonderful to bring women together and discuss leadership. because um, as we know, I'll give you a really good stat. Actually, I had a great conversation with Rita Tritcher, who's the ROB um, journalist from the Global Mail yesterday at 9 a.m. I was flipping. I interviewed her on the economic outlook for 2023. But then we dove into women in leadership. And here's some pretty astounding stats. Um, during the pandemic, we actually set ourselves back by three generations. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable to think about. So I think for for leaders, um, how do we really invest in women? And how do we make sure that we are empowering women, um, especially in this new world um, and new society that we're living in? So to me, that was just as, as astounding when you think about it. So it is. Um, I, I feel like my role is uh, to inspire and educate and inform women and build and bring them together um, to ensure that we are advancing and women and reaching gender equality. We are we are oh, yeah. in this together. Yeah. I'm telling you, we are in this together. And you know, when I look at the stats, because you know, I'm a gender uh, equality specialist. This what this is what I do for a living as a consultant. And when I look at the data, and you know, the, the the situation, what's happening in Canada and in every part of the world, sometimes this is discouraging. And you know, but at the same time, this is what propels us, you know, to, to, to move mountains and to keep doing and to keep pushing and, you know, to keep speaking us, speaking up, to keep amplifying our voice because our voice as women leaders does matter, right? And that's the main purpose of this podcast. So you do a lot of things. You, you have a great impact uh, uh, on, 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 on many levels. What would you like people to know about you beyond the title and and and, and beyond the status. Um, just going back to gender um, equality, just quickly before we sure. go into that next question, because um, I know there's also you have to build your allies, and that's beyond mm-hmm. anything else, right? And I know there's some uh, a leader, a male leader on the on the the chat group that just reached out. So I feel like um, that is one of the most important things is to build your community and mm-hmm. really understand. And some some people call it a tribe. And I've done that throughout my career is to figure out, okay, who are your real allies and supporters of you throughout your life? And your allies may change depending on what situation you are in, depending on your career, depending on your life stage. Um, But it's very important to surround yourself with people that, you know, reflect your values and reflect your truth. Um, So, but back to your, your next question is beyond the title. Uh, I don't really believe in titles. I believe in creating positive change and creative impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's throw the title aside. The most important tip I can give to this community is self-advocacy. We talk a lot about self-care and, you know, whether it be meditation or whatever it is for you, whether it be a a walk in the park or a long bubble bath after a long day or a great conversation with your daughter or child. But I do believe it's not just self-care, it's self-advocacy. Yeah, so, self-advocacy, self-promotion. Uh, for, for the people following me, you know I'm all about it. If you don't promote yourself, no one else will, right? Yeah. This is our responsibility. But then 
we don't know how to do it most of the time everyone but especially women you know we have some challenges with putting ourselves up, uh, up front and promoting ourselves effectively so indeed self-advocacy is key if you want to help yourself get uh, move forward and i feel like self-advocacy for me is three things so one it's knowledge so having the experience and the wisdom to know what you want and know what your truth is yeah and it may change that's okay um, and every year I set, I, I don't really believe in resolutions. I believe in intentions. So we set intentions for myself. I set intentions for our family. We talk about it collectively on what we actually want to accomplish for the year. So set that intention, obviously. And the second thing is having courage, which is so important. So being fearless and standing up for yourself and sharing your voice. And the third would be to your point about impact is making it happen. So a lot of us set intentions at the beginning of the year but it's actually following through on them and taking action. Surround yourself with people that support you, listen to you, and advocate for you in the same way. That's that's very true. So as I was saying in the beginning, you have a, a built an international and successful career in the media industry. We know the media industry can be uh, challenging. And actually, a few days ago, I was uh, reading uh, stats about uh, women in the media industry. And indeed, women are well represented in the media industry. But the higher you go in the pipeline, the fewer women you will find, which is the case in most of industries, right? So when you enter the media industry, uh, what was the vision that you had for yourself? That is a fantastic question. So first of all, you talked about a little bit about the, it's not a gender gap anymore. It's actually mm -hmm. a power gap. So it has nothing to do with gender. Mm -hmm. And that's where women are faltering is we are not rising as fast as we should. Um, if you look at science and technology, it's um, I think it's one in 38 are actually in STEM in terms of the leadership positions. And I'm lucky though, media tends to be very female centric. So we do have some fantastic female leaders in our industry. So I think the more, you know, the more people that you see, especially in terms of diversity um, and, and equality in the in leadership positions, the better off we are. And that's what we're striving for, right? Yeah. We're striving for more equality in the workforce. Um, that obviously is for the betterment of society and the betterment of the world. Um, right now, Davos is happening. Or have you been following it at all? No, no, not a lot, no. So it's really interesting. So all the world leaders meet in Switzerland and discuss, you know, the big social issues. Um, one that's obviously on top of mind for everyone is sustainability um, in terms of climate change. Um, another one is economics. We talk about change. Uh, we look around us. Inflation is at yeah. an ultimate high. Um, ec there's economic in insecurities. Um, there's also geopolitical uh, war that's happening. So there's a lot of, you know, heaviness and headwinds for CEOs and leaders um, that we have to face. But with that, I'm going to add a little bit of levity for this group is there is a sense of optimism. <laughs> there is a sense yes. of optimism in this. So when we're faced with challenges, especially as leaders and female leaders, is we often look for um, a little bit of levity. And that's where our creative power comes into play. So um, with change and challenge comes optimism, comes creative thinking. Look at all the fantastic startups that came out of the pandemic that really challenged the way that we used to do business. Um, and I feel like we were kind of better off for it. Sorry, that's a long, long-winded answer for your question. Um, but back to my career is, it was very important for me to really understand different cultures and nuances. And I often 
I do have an appetite to travel. So I decided at a very young age um, to travel to three different international markets. So I worked in Sydney, Hong Kong, and, uh, and London. And I built my, when you think of advocating for yourself to the first point, I always advocated for what I really believed in, which was getting some international experience and learning about new things and new, new people. Um, and then my ultimate goal was to work in London, which is the epicenter of communications. And I worked for some pretty fantastic brands. Uh, that being said, I now run the Canadian Media, uh, Canadian, uh, uh, sorry, CMDC, which is the Canadian Media Directors Council. It is set up as a non-for-profit association. However, we represent um, all the media agencies across Canada. And thinking of advocacy, I keep coming back to advocacy. Always, <laughs> but you know that's 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 essential. Yeah. So advocating for yourself, but obviously advocating for what you're really passionate about. And for CMDC, we're really passionate about advocating for a healthy, responsible Canadian media ecosystem. And you're probably thinking, hold on a second, what does that actually mean? Well, it's been a kind of a reckoning over the past couple of years in terms of misinformation, trust. Where are you going where are you going for your your news sources? Um, and who do you trust anymore? In, and, and there's some great studies out there. I'm actually going to say Edelman, which is an international PR company, always runs their trust barometer. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to share that with the group because it looks at trust from a business point of view, consumer lens, and also citizens, so society. So where do we actually look for trusted information? With that being said, we created a manifesto, and this is where my passion lies. Okay, tell us more about this manifesto. We want to know, we want to learn. Okay, so this manifesto is about really um, our leadership team put a stake in the ground and said, we need to do something about creating a healthier media ecosystem, especially online. When you think of privacy, um, premium or content, um, and also where investing in Canada. So bringing money back to Canadian talent um the canadian kind of economy and also ultimately our democracy and our freedom and you know actually this is the perfect transition for my next my next question because we live in an era and you you, you touch base on this uh where fake news is the new news okay uh this is a reality that is happening so yeah how do you see the role of 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 media and um I know that you work a lot with local media. And yeah. so my question is, how do you see the role of the media industry, the role of local media in building the present and the future to ensure that we know where to find accurate information? Very good question. I'm going to start with accountability. So I feel, I feel like now leaders are more accountable than ever, especially on a local and global stage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and media and leaders of media organizations are, are accountable for what is in the world, right? So that it's the content that we serve, the content that's out there, and also how we're actually distributing the content. So in terms of our manifesto, it's really about making meaningful contributions to environments that are brand safe, environments that are responsible, and environments that are serving premium content. 
So it's, it's really, it's really important. And back to um, your own for just citizens of the world is I think we also have to look at where are we finding information? Where, where are your trusted sources? And mainstream media like the Globe and Mail um, have, there's a reason why people are journalists. But you know, actually, to your point here, uh, when you look at uh, uh, data about the younger generations, right? So I'm a millennial, but when you look at Gen Z, uh, you know that the, the first source and their main source of information is social media. Yeah. Right. So how I understand that and I feel like an Odie when I say that, but if I want to look for information, I will look at the Globe and Mail. I will look at this kind of ma mainstream media, right? Because there is this yeah. trust factor because I was raised with mainstream media. Now the new generations, they are raised with social media, which become their main source of everything when it comes to shopping, when it comes to information, when it comes to education. And we know uh, to an extent, you know, uh, the, the the negative effect that they can have, especially with the, the 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 spread of fake news. So, how does the media and the media? I feel um, is 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 an industry where change has been happening forever, but the past few years, especially, you know, with the, the ascension of social media and, and everything that we do on social media now, the major industry is the industry that has uh, uh, to adjust the more and the fastest, actually, because we know how fast social media is, uh, yeah. fast social media is. So how do you see like the media industry maybe communicating more or taking over or, you know, investing in yeah. building community uh, on social media so we can create that no like and trust factor, you know, where that would become a, a reference when it comes to looking for uh, trusted information? Great question. A long one. Um, so basically... <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, but that's, I'm very curious. I, I, think, I, think I think there's, I always break it down to three things. So one is I do feel like back to accountability. I think media leaders are being more accountable for the content that they serve and how they're distributing media. There's also, um, there's organizations like GARM, which is the Global Alliance for Responsible Media that is actually a governing body. That is, that is the makeup and the people that sit on GARM are from big tech. So be Google, Meta, and also Twitter, but also mainstream media. So the Wall Street Journal, for instance, some of the big publishers sit on it. Um, and why is that important is we need a bit of governance to ensure that we are creating healthier media ecosystems for not just now, but also for the future yeah. and also for future generations. When I look at my daughter, for instance, um, I think about her all the time in terms of her technology appetite and, and also how to make how do make how do I make sure as her mother that she is engaging in safe content? Um, but the, I have to say the big tech players, specifically Google, are definitely creating amazing strides to ensure that there's you know brand safe guidelines. They are monitoring content, um, and this is doesn't just on a local level, but it's also on a global level. So I feel like again it stems back to there's a bit of an awakening for leadership, we are more accountable than ever before mm -hmm. for not just, not just the, you know, the business that we're in, but we are more accountable now for, you know, the societal pressures that are happening on, on our, on our businesses. 
So there's also something, you know, that obviously everyone knows about uh, the talent drain, um, quiet quitting. Yeah. Um, there's so many terms now. Uh, what was the fatigue? The New York Times wrote a great article about um, fatigue. Oh, what I heard recently is quiet firing also. Yes. So there's so many pressures for leaders in the talent world. Um, but again, it's about accountability. We're responsible for it. It's a, it's a lot of weight on our shoulders. Yeah. Um, so that's why I also feel like it's so important that you, again, it comes back to community. Um, you have your, your community that you can lean on and talk about these big burning issues, mm -hmm. uh, and, and also support each other and learn from each other. That's my other advice is you never stop learning, True. never stop learning. So throughout my career um, here in Canada, which is, which is where I'm from, born and raised, proudly Canadian, to also international, I've always invested in myself in terms of education and learning, whether it be through academics. Um, I just took a Rotman business course last year, and now I'm signed up to um, sustainab sustainability um, and leadership. Um, for 2023 was my intention. I really want to lean into that area because I find it fascinating. Mm -hmm. So my tip for leaders out there in the community is find out what fascinates you and makes you, you know, fuels your fire and, and go for it. And it doesn't have to come at a cost as well, because I'm very mindful of that. Not everything has to come, has to be something that you have to invest with financially. It's also investing in your time and yeah. making that time to do it. And so let's let's take a look at a few comments here from from the audience and uh, Arin, uh, who says there is still more to be done in the area of governance, and I I, I, and I do believe this is not only uh, in the media industry but indeed uh, Arin on a many different level. So that's 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 a great comment. And actually, she's sharing with us that she's transitioning to. Uh, her career to join the ad and, and media sector. So maybe would you have like one or two tips uh, to share with uh, the young uh, people or anyone who would like to start a career in the ad and media industry? I love that question. So I'm a big uh, advocate and mentor of next generation talent. We have a fantastic group called the YAs, which are youth ambassadors. And the program is about informing and kind of inspiring this next generation. And what do I mean by that is inform would be my first um, point for you in your industry is read. So make sure that you, I say knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. uh, so read as much as you can about the industry. There's some fantastic trade publications. If you're in London and also US, so it'd be, are you ready for this? So write this down. Campaign Magazine, Ad News, Ad Week. Um, I'm a I love fortune. That's a bit um, traditional, but I am an avid fortune reader. Uh, I think I'm looking at my desk now. Inc. Magazine for entrepreneurs out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great website called Real Leaders that is um, that is powered by YPO, which is a young presence organization glo globally. So it's hey, there's some fantastic articles about leadership. And then back to advertising our, in our kind of on Canadian soil, there's some <laughs> wonderful publications. So independent journalists who I love are... David Brown and Chris at The Message. They're a startup, but no longer startup. They've been in, in um, publishing for, gosh, uh, probably four years. The Peak, so everyone write this one down. The Peak is a digital pu Canadian publisher, but it's a fantastic snapshot of business, media, back to your point about governance. 
They have, you know, what's happening in terms of legislation and also strategy and media in Canada or some other trade publications. You can tell I'm an avid reader. So, <laughs> but now people, you are equipped. So Arin, now you are equipped. No more excuses. Yes. Get to get yourself some of these uh, magazines and, and read. My other tip is if, if you're really interested in the industry, definitely have a, I call them coffee chats. So I've signed up to this networking and it's from everyone in the industry who's interested in communications because it's beyond advertising. We're in the communications business. Mm -hmm. um, and I meet with all walks of life, all backgrounds, and we have quick five minute coffee chats. Mm -hmm. And um, there's an agency called No Fixed Address that actually has mentors and I'm one of the mentors. So I highly suggest that you have a coffee chat with me or someone else in the industry that you find is really interesting and just make it happen. That's, that's my other best tip. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anon, for those tips. And, you know, like make the ask. I'm so glad that you did mention that in the comment section, right, Erin, because now you have so much information that you can use to your advantage. So now going back to leadership. How do you stay ahead of the curve when change has become the new normal? I love that question. Challenging uh, question, though. It is a challenge. How do I stay ahead of the curve? My best advice would be present. So, you know, change is at such a fast pace when you think of the velocity, velocity of change in terms of business, the economy, um, society, going from, you know, our, our world to a house with all your family and your children is definitely the test of not only you as a leader, but also your relationships, um, which I think is it, the one word, it's, it's a buzzword, I'm going to say it, it's resilience. So it yeah. really does test your resilience. And resilience is not something that you can just take a course on. Um, it is resilience is all, it's like a muscle. So mm -hmm. think of it as your heart, like it is an actual muscle that you flex constantly and life tests you the ups and downs i call them the highs and lows of life but you it really tests your resiliency another thing that i think is for leaders today that has changed over the past couple of years is humanity so the pandemic it's a window into my office it's sometimes a window into my family life if my daughter walks in into a zoom call yeah. we've all been there but the beauty of that and the silver lining is you can show your human side in business now yeah. where I think a lot of people hid and kind of put on a persona where, you know, in leadership conversations, you can have broader, more kind of conversations that are rooted in empathy, but rooted in listening more. Um, and that didn't happen before. So I think as leaders, I've never, ever seen, I interview a lot of leaders like you do. Um, I've never seen um, kind of a big and especially with women, actually, it's really interesting, um, a big kind of trajectory to a different style of leadership that is rooted in humanity, empathy, and also advocacy. And I would add to that, actually, vulnerability. And yeah. especially as women leaders, this one is a tough one, right? Because we were raised and we are used to, you know, uh, as leaders, yes, we have different characteristics and different traits of personality and, and vulnerability. We have heard like more and more people talking about vulner vulnerability leadership, right? Yep. And I do believe as a woman leader, this one is a little bit tricky because we want to showcase the strong uh, uh, woman that we are, the resilient woman, the, the great leader, right? And as you said, through empathy, humanity, listening, 
those are some of the, the qualities that we can showcase. But when it comes to showcasing our vulnerability, which is, which is now more needed than ever before, and I don't even believe vulnerability was part of the conversation no. in leadership before the COVID, right? So... As a, as a woman, how do you find, do you yourself maybe uh, uh, showcase your vulnerability uh, as a leader? If yes, how do you do it? If no, like what, what does uh, hold you back from, from showcasing your vulnerability? That's so great. I would, I would say my, definitely my life has changed over the past couple of years in terms of vulnerability. Before I was, I like you said, I was, you know, I exuber, exuber no, not the right, exuded strength. And I thought that leadership was about strength and strength, yeah. power, and kind of control, control of your emotions, control of your interactions. And now I, I feel like those layers are off, even personally. Um, vulnerability to me is about openness, mm -hmm. truth. So being true to yourself and who you are, um, and, and maybe some pain point or you know, everyone else, my other tip, I was even telling my, my daughter this other day, um, is you don't know what someone else is enduring, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the workforce, you don't know what someone else is going through. So be mindful of that. Yeah. And also ask those right, I also, I also think is ask the right questions too. Um, questions are very powerful. Yeah. Ask, uh, instead of, even with, for those mothers out there, instead of asking, how was your day? Ask, oh, what made you laugh today? Mm -hmm. Or did, uh, just ask surprising, interesting, thought-provocative -provo questions to really elicit more meaningful conversation and dialogue. So I, I do believe that, again, vulnerability is about openness, yeah. willing to have uncomfortable conversations. And number two is integrity and truth. So being really honest with yourself about what you're going through in your, your inner struggles or, again, every day is different. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate so much to what you're sharing with us because again, as a high achiever and, you know, a go-getter and a woman leader, I was always showcasing the strengths, you know, the almost the lack of emotion, even though I would feel those emotions, I would hide it. Right. Uh, because this is the model of, of, leadership that I had in mind, especially as a woman. Mm -hmm. and, and and then, you know, there is a shift happening for the better, I do believe. And you, you mentioned right. many examples of that, uh, that we can open up, right? And we can share our stories. And what I say a lot is when you start sharing your stories, this is how you become a greater leader because you become relatable and people can relate to your story. People can see themselves in you. Can, people can, you know, see... Uh, their stories throughout you, right? And yeah. when you are able to build that connection as a leader, that I will uh, piggyback to what you said at the beginning, you are building a community, but you are building a strong community based on trust, based on openness, and, based, and you are creating a safe space where people can express themselves and be who they are. Mm -hmm. So I do believe, yes, this is this is very important uh, uh, to mention that, especially for women leaders. So if you are a, a young woman who aspires to become a leader, if you are an, exist, an existing woman leader and that you feel stuck also in this old mold of what it should look like to be a leader. Uh, I just want you to realize that it doesn't have to be that way and that being you the way you are is enough 
to make the impact that you want to make and to become the leader you were meant to be. So that's my message <laughs> to you, uh, uh, wonderful people. So Shannon, uh, I would like, this is already the end. I would like to thank you for your time and for sharing uh, so much uh, nuggets with us today, the practicality of getting started in the media industry, you know, all the great initiatives that you have shared with us. Uh, I would love to, I would love you to share the link to the different initiatives that you mentioned, including the mentorship link uh, in the comment, because I'm sure uh, that will interest uh, many, uh, many people here watching us live and watching the replay. Um, I want to end up with this comment here from uh, Robert, who, Robert, who said uh, uh, earlier, I love to ask questions. And for your reference, actually, Shannon, Robert is a professional auditor, but he helps people to ask better questions so they get better answers, right? right. <laughs> so that's what, that's what he, do, he does for a living. So Robert says, we are often taught to hide emotions in business. I call bull. Our, our experiences matters. Bull. Mm -hmm. They help educate and motivate others. I love that thought, Robert. Because um, I, I believe, first of all, on your questions, I believe questions create other questions, and that's that is the way you have meaningful conversations, right? Um, my quick little tip is, uh, even in my family, we do the highs and lows around the dinner table on Sundays. Ooh. It's been yes, and I'm happy to pass that on. It has been, I've been doing it with my own family for over, gosh, 30 years plus. So um, and my tip is, you know, you don't just talk about the, the high moments. You also talk about the lows. And that's important because we all learn from that. And we learn from each other. And we also learn what, what's on someone else's mind. So um, so I, that's my, my ending thought. Um, and I think it's aligned to what Robert's saying as well very much aligned actually so thank you so much shannon once again thank you everyone for watching the live for those of you watching the replay if you have more questions please leave them in the comment section we will be happy happy to get back to you and to provide you any additional information in the meantime you stay safe you you take care of yourself and i will see you next week wednesday for another live episode of the standout from the crowd podcast thank you everyone and thank you shannon bye bye Bye.